This is episode 10 of the Emerge and Expand podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Catherine McKenzie-Smith. Welcome to another episode of Emerge and Expand. This episode is from a conversation that happened in the Get Paid for Your Content workshop that I hosted a couple of weeks ago. And it's a conversation that comes up quite a lot around the way we think about launching, the mindset of it being a big, scary thing and it having to look and feel a certain way, and just some thoughts about how we can shift our mindset around it, think differently, and really simplify the process to be in alignment with our values, our goals, and our business, and making sure that we're creating systems and structures that actually support us to work within our strengths instead of thinking that business and launching and putting our work out into the world has to look a certain way. So this is the recording from that Q&A session where one of the people in the workshop asked a really great question that I thought would probably be something that was helpful for many of you and has given me permission to share that and her follow-up thoughts and questions with you. So here are some of my thoughts and a couple of mindset shifts around creating content and putting it out, thinking about launching and what that looks like for you in your business. This puts me off launching. I have a huge block with structure. I don't think it's helping my biz at all as I just avoid it. I just want to be with my clients doing my thing. Any tips on how to bust through this? I wish that I had a fun, helpful answer to this. And this is a a conversation that I literally have every single week. Uh, We've had it in Emergent Expand a bunch of times. We've had it in the launch incubator like every week. And the The reality is, yes, and if anyone's ever read The E-Myth Revisited or heard of that book, I've tried to read it, but I get the gist of it. When you're you're starting a business, you're not starting a business necessarily. Most people aren't starting a business to be expert marketers, be copywriters, be salespeople. We start a business because we've learned a skill and it's maybe we've had an amazing um, experience with that. We've done the certification, we've learned the thing, and now it's time to put it out into the world. And the all of the things that come along when you run your own business, when you're wearing all of those hats, are not the thing that we signed up for. Every single person can attest to that, except for the people who are the marketers, are the salespeople, love that stuff, and that's why they started their businesses. But most of us, we didn't sign up to be social media gurus and doing live uh, live videos and reels and TikToks and having to do all of these things. I literally started my business on a whim. I was a blogger. I love writing and I blogged for a couple of years and I never thought to turn it into a business. And I I say this to everyone, when you have a business and the thing that you're selling, like the thing that is your expertise that you want to do, that is like 10% of what a business actually is. The delivering of that is such a small percentage. There are so many other pieces and elements that come into it. I wish that that wasn't the case. Um, I feel you. I understand. I also feel the same. Um, That's why even in my marketing, in my launches, in my content, I try and create as many opportunities to get to show up and do the thing that I'm good at. So this is a really great example of that. So I'm looking for as many opportunities that I can create to do that, whether I'm getting paid a lot for it, whether I'm getting paid nothing for it, how can I keep showing up in my zone of genius in a way that also is my marketing, is my social media content, is as many different things as well as the thing that I'm getting paid for to work with my clients. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is the things that you're shit at, don't do them. Either 
hey, I'm not going to do TikToks. I'm not going to do reels. Amy Lee and I had an amazing conversation about this in my recent podcast uh, because she talked about, you know, how everyone says you have to do reels. And she was like, no, (laughs) it absolutely hasn't impacted her social media growth at all. I think she's got like 80,000 followers now. Don't do the things that you don't want to do that drain you. But the things that are foundational to running a business pay someone, outsource them, call in someone who that is their zone of genius, partner up with someone who can do those parts for you. There are fundamentals to running a business that have to be done. And if that isn't what you want to do, then I always say to people, hey, solo business is hard. (laughs) It isn't the easy path to walk. And there are things that we have to do in order to run the business that maybe aren't our favorite things to do. So maybe there are other opportunities to still get to do the coaching part without having to do the business part. And that might look like working for somebody else, again, teaming up, collaborating with people. But if you are running a business, if that is what you want to do, you have to do something. So if you decide, hey, I don't want to be on social media, I hate social media. Social media is so easy compared to like not doing social media because that's where everyone is. That doesn't mean you have to do it if you hate it and it makes you unhappy and it doesn't feel good for you. But you have to do something to get yourself out and your work out into the world if you want to run a business. That is just a fundamental part of business. People need to know who you are, what you have to offer them and how they can be part of that and if it's for them. So some things that are the fundamentals. If you don't want to do the big launch with all the bells and whistles, if you don't want to do the live workshops and webinars and sales funnels and all of that stuff, awesome. You'll know from those of you who know my podcast, the interview series is called Do Business Differently. I'm a huge proponent of, hey, if you hate that, do it differently. Find your own way. Um, Try things and experiment until you find the thing that works for you and connects with your audience, but also feels really good as well. So the questions that I pose to Mel to think about, you don't have to follow the checklist. You don't have to do all of the things that generally we would see in a launch. But what you do need to do is think about these four questions. There are probably more, but these are the four I came up with last night when I was answering this. How are you going to find your people? So if you're not doing social media, how are you going to find them? There's this idea that, oh, there's certain things we have to do. We have to be networking. We have to be out in the community. We have to be doing social media. You just have to find the thing that works best for you and that actually connects you with your people. So how do you find, how are you going to find your people? If you're not going to do, say, Instagram and Facebook, but you do like the idea of podcast, YouTube, blogging, creating a, an off Facebook community in say a free discord server or something like that? Or are you going to do some guest posting and try and get on heaps of podcasts and those free summits and things that we see out there and find people that way? How are you going to find them? How do you invite them into your community and then your offer? So again, you want to somewhere where they can not necessarily even congregate and connect with each other. That might just be as simple as joining your list, getting access to your free offer that you have that then leads to, hey, I also have this if you're interested in going deeper, like we talked about previously. How do they know what they get? So if you don't want to do sales pages, if you don't want to do sales emails, if you don't want to do the funnel and all of those boring things, how are they going to find out information about what your offers are and how they be 
be part of them. Do you have a checkout page? Do you have just a PayPal link? Do you have just an invoice that you send that they can direct deposit? Do you use something like Thrivecart, which I use? How are they going to pay you? Like they're really the fundamentals of what you need to do. You need to find people. You need to connect with them in some way. You need to kind of build a relationship with them enough that they then trust you and decide that they want to go further with you. They need to know what they're going to get from what they're signing up for. And then they need to have a way that they can pay you. Like that's kind of the fundamentals of business. What that looks like in a marketing sense, in a content sense, in a sales page, sales funnel, all of those things sense, do whatever because <laughs> there's a million different ways to do it. But those are kind of the things that I thought of off the top of my head last night that you probably want to make sure that you cover in some way in order to be able to have a business that functions and runs. So I hope that that gives you, again, something to think about. Super helpful for me. I think it's structure actually sabotages me. I resent it. I just want to be with the client. It's so obvious to me. So I need to to find simple ways to structure launches and find a new word for it. Yep. Instead of a launch, I'll call it serving my people time. I love that. I feel super wobbly right now. So I'm taking it slowly. I think it's part of a deeper resentment that I have that clients are slow to respond to my content if I'm honest. So I just want to really acknowledge that being gentle with yourself because, and this is what the seasons of visibility is about, that we're not always in summer mode. We sometimes will take a six month winter depending on things that are going on in our lives, depending on what else is going on, having a way that you can think about it, like to shift the energy around it and reframe it. That's actually about showing up and serving your clients. As you've said there, what do they need to know? How can you serve them in a way that actually gives them all the information that they need? People are out there. They're looking for an answer to a question that I can help them with. It is a responsibility of me to put that out there so that those those people who are looking for those answers can find them. When I was thinking about your question yesterday, I was also thinking about my early experience in my business as well, where I was absolutely just like, I don't need structure. I don't want any of that. I don't want to be part, you know, have all these systems that I'm beholden to because I've literally just left, you know, an industry and the career path that feels too structured anyway. I will tell you 100% that having structures, having things that are automated, having things that are systemized so that they kind of do the boring bits for me that I don't want to do has made it so much easier to show up in my business. So oftentimes the things that we are really resisting that we feel like, oh, that's going to trap me. And this is my best kind of example of what that looks like. If you're a super flowy, intuitive kind of person and you're like a river of water, if there are no banks holding it in and, and directing you, not only is there just like a lack of efficiency because you're just going everywhere, but also the disastrous mess that gets left behind when it just floods everything. And having a certain level of structure that you can flow within actually really helps your energy. Um, it means there's less energy kind of leaking out in different places where it's like, oh my gosh, I need to do those emails. I need to email that person. When that can be an automated process. That's just like one less thing you're having to think about and put energy into when you have a framework for things like launching and calling in new clients. It actually starts to get easier because it's the initial setup that's the hard part because you have to do so much at the start. And that's why I talk about that it doesn't have to be perfect from the get-go because yeah, you can tweak it and evolve it as you go. But at some point when you've relaunched and done it again and refined it and changed things that didn't work last time and evolved it, 
it, answered questions, done all of those things. At some point, you're going to get to a point where that system is working like a well-oiled machine and you don't have to put so much time and energy into it. So I hope that that's like a little bit of a reframe. Like for example, this last month, I just haven't been on Instagram at all, pretty much. I post like a couple of times a week because I just haven't had the creative energy to put into somewhere where like the engagement is so terrible right now. But I have been running Facebook ads that have just been in the background. So I haven't been putting a lot of content out and I've been getting more followers, more engagement. Uh, obviously that's part of the they want that because then you'll keep paying them but it's been building my list it's been building my community it's been building my Instagram account on a kind of automate. I just check it every couple of days and make sure it's not costing too much. And then that's just been happening. Like having that automated process has taken so much energy out of, oh my God, I have to post something today or I have to set up all my posts for the week or the month or whatever that is. So sometimes the systems, we can buck against them because we've the the weight, the burden of the, <laughs> the systems that we all live under. But sometimes like finding little things that we can set up, that we can put in place can really help to actually free up so much more energy for us to show up better for our clients and more doing what we want to do um, when that can be sort of systemized. Melissa, I love YouTube vids, so need to learn how to convert clients through that medium. Yeah, absolutely. And even just like simply, I'm sure you're all over this and you've done um, the work, like having those calls to action in the description. There's a there's a tool called TubeBuddy that you can get for YouTube where you can actually put in the topics that you're creating um, your videos around and it can give you better indications of like what's going to have better search. So um, then you that's how you're going to get that cold traffic and, and get in front of some new people if you're um, title of your video is like something that people are searching for. And then, yeah, it's just a case, again, you can do lives on YouTube. You can have those calls to action in the description. You can make sure that at the end of every video, you're reminding people of what's coming or what they can sign up for. And then again, you really, for any platform, your best kind of easy option is get them to sign up for your newsletter or your email list because you have a lot more control over versus like any of the platforms. We just have no control over the choices that they're making on there and we could all lose our followings or our accounts overnight. So creating a way that you can be in contact with those people um, off all the platforms is, is always a good idea. And uh, you said about like the slowness, like we have no control over that. We have no control over how quickly or slowly people move through our customer journey or our ecosystem. So I understand the frustration. I am someone whose community is all introverts and I will literally have people who do not engage in any of my content. And then like four years later, I'll be like, I've been following you for four years and you've inspired me so much to do all of these things. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Like never once even engaged in my, in my group or anything. So yes, we can absolutely be like, oh, that's so frustrating. Why won't you work with me? But really the bigger picture of it is we don't control what anyone else does. It's our responsibility to keep showing up, to keep talking about our thing, to keep being of value and, you know, being of service in a way that we want to be in our business and trusting that it's not going to be on our timeline. So we just need to keep showing up anyway. It will lead to things that like ripples that we don't necessarily know what the outcome of that is going to be even as we're doing it. And I mentioned it in one of the training videos that like, yes, you could go, oh my gosh, I've put a month of work into this three-day training. I should be getting paid for this. And then also just being like, mm, I would do it anyway. And also there are other impacts or ripples of what could lead to this in terms of like 
I'm not fixated on that. I'm not worried about what that is because I have zero control over what happens. I'm just going to show up and share my thoughts and answer the questions and do whatever I can to support you all regardless of what happens. And for everyone who's kind of going, oh my gosh, I'm not even there yet. I'm not even ready for that. It's totally fine. At the end of it, at the heart of it, it's all about where am I at right now? and establishing, working out which season am I even in to be, I'm not going to be worrying about launch checklists and things. If you're in the winter phase, you might have an awareness that there are things you want to set up. So you need a sales page or you need a checkout page, or you need to think about your email nurture sequence. But if you're still in the, hey, I just need to take some downtime and work out what my next plan is, like your seasons away from having to even think about that. So just always coming back to like, where am I right now? What is the one thing that I'm focusing on for right now? Whether it is setting up one thing or getting that first paying client or taking a break from all social media platforms and remembering that like everything is going on in your external world and the people that are around you who might be at different phases, that is absolutely fine. The important thing is to keep grounded in where you are right now and know your next step. And um, and that's really what Emergent Expand the membership is about. It's not about, hey, everyone's coming in at the same point and I'm going to teach you these six steps to success. It's, hey, come in here. It's this beautiful little space where we come together. We talk about stuff. We all have different things going on and we're going to work out where you're at and then we're going to work out what your next step is and not try and worry about all the other things that are overwhelming and exhausting and freaking you out right now. We're going to focus on the one thing that you want to get done. So if launching something that makes you nervous or creates some sort of resistance in your business, I hope that that has given you some mindset shifts to think about. And it was so funny reflecting back after this live call when I said that I create opportunities to do the thing that I love to do the most, which is have conversations with people and just be in the energy of whatever is coming through in that moment. And so I hope that this gives you something to think about how how can you create more opportunities to do the stuff that you love in your business through your marketing, through your launching, not just when you're in maybe a one-on-one session with a client? So I hope that's given you some things to think about when it comes to launching in your business. If you'd like to get access to the full transcript of this episode, as well as the links to all the resources that I mentioned and jump on the waitlist for the Emerge and Expand membership or get more details about it, just head to emergeandexpand.com forward slash podcast 010. Next week, I have another amazing Do Business Differently interview guest, and I can't wait to share it with you. So make sure you hit subscribe, leave a review if you're enjoying the podcast, and I'll see you in the next episode.